Darkness. Um, the Staple Singers. We did Respect Yourself. Um, from There's a Riot Going On, Sly and the Family Stone. We did one off that. And um, Isaac Hayes, Funky Junkie we did. And we opened up with Curtis Mayfield Live. Uh, Stone Cold, Stone Cold Junkie. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's a segment we do here. It's called Rise from the Basement because it's no lie in the basement. We're miles apart. No surprise. Going to rise from the basement. What it is, it's uh, record us, home record us, any style, any genre. Giving this one the honor of being on the last five minutes of the show. I hope we can fit you in here. Pretty sure this is shiny yellow lights uh, from the uh, Matutina record. The song's called I'm a Tool. So if you dig this, look for shiny yellow lights. They're from Minnesota. Um, you can find them on Bandcamp. So dig this. I'm a Tool. to do that first i'm touching this so it has accepted my request the dots are circulating <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah, let's spin bug out square. Thanks for doing what you got to do to do. I hope you have a good week and remember uh, to. Um, yeah, you need me to remind you to be a decent human being, right? Is that is that where we're at? You need to be reminded of that. So as we go down the road as decent human beings, let's help those who can't be the best that they can be. Yeah, you know, we can help. Next week. Thank you, uh, contributor. the city with gambling so they're going to give his a portion of their money to donate to the city chicago saved the night they saved chicago no wait the night chicago burned right oh god the song's gotten terrible who dies oh that's even worse there was no survivors (laughs) how did i I take the song the night chicago died and be like the night chicago won terrible (laughs) Uh, no, it's like my kind of town. Chicago is my kind. And Chicago right. has plenty of praise songs. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Chicken in the car. And then you got the band. Do you remember Victoria Jackson Saturday Night Live? I'm a fan of Victoria Jackson. I understand her politics are not the greatest, and her views on uh, in, well, this on, was ago, so she didn't wasn't a mother yet. But I met her in – I didn't really meet her. I saw her and was right next really? to her in Chicago. She's one of my favorites from Saturday Night Live cast members. I thought she was really good. She's as weird as Andy Kaufman. I mean, she heard her Johnny Carson said that she was standing on her head. And, she, you know, it's just – you know, it's good stuff. 
But again, her politics are really kind of. She has these views on like, you know, if you're if uh, the parents of a child is gay are gay couple, you can't let your kids play with them, and it's like well, they're just fucking kids, you know. That has nothing to do with your politics. Mm-hmm. Or what have you? I have a fan page I, I created on Tumblr years ago, the uh, uh, for Victoria Jackson. An anti fan page. No, a pro fan, just the stuff I like. I mean, I think she's a great performer. She's funny. Mm-hmm. And she's weird. And weird in a good way, in you know, like Andy Kaufman way. And mm-hmm. she outpaces a lot of the people on SNL for that fact. But, yeah, she went political, and it's just, you know, I'm just not, I just don't, I, I disagree with her on it. So, you know, respectfully disagree, but definitely disagree. Okay. You what saw her in Chicago. Is that Michael has gotten... Uh, the the winner of horse races for like uh, New York, Miami, L.A., and he's doing a little tour, and he's just like wow. down on the trifecta and hitting every time. What a weird! You're right. What a weird uh, superpower. And it's inexplicable. It's inexplicable. No, he looks at a newspaper and sees a list, and he, and then the name grows, and he says, "That one, the glowing name." <laughs> uh, okay, so after Schwarzenegger declared his count- candidacy, Coleman was like, "Fine, I'll vote for Schwarzenegger," and Coleman sort of withdrew. But it's too late; he was on the ballot, and he got eighth out of one hundred and thirty-five candidates. Wow! Wasn't the story like some rich? Startup guy was the one who financed the campaign. I don't know. My my problem is that with Gary Coleman is that he became the butt of a lot of jokes, and you know he went along with it. So it's postal the the video game. Uh, he plays himself, Gary yeah, he Coleman. Plays himself. Uh, yeah. So in postal two in two thousand three plays himself. And he was, in 1997, he was in a video game called The Curse of Monkey Island. And he doesn't play himself. Right, which is a famous fun parts game. Uh-huh. He, uh, was he an American, like, there was a, a David Zucker movie where Chris Farley's uh, brother played, like, a Michael Moore guy. And it was, like, a Christmas Carol, but it was, like, an American Carol. Yeah, 2008 American Carol. I think Coleman was in that, too. Yep. He was. And then he was in Midgets versus Mascots in 2009. And sort of like what you're saying, he's getting all this heat. He was not a midget at all. He had um, a no. disorder uh, that prevented him from growing older. I mean, he's only 12 here, okay? But he, as right. a 12-year-old, he shouldn't look like an 8-year-old. But it was called um, punk-ass dysmorphia. Fucking punk ass dysmorphia. Yeah, and it, it it stunted his growth. It was that the same thing, uh, Amelia? Uh, oh, forget it. I was going to talk about Webster Lewis, Emmanuel Lewis. Right. Was that Jack in the Box, right? No, that was Rodney Allen Rippey. Oh, that was Rodney Allen Rippey, yeah. He was just a kid. I don't think he had the same disorder. Uh, no, he did not have punk ass dysmorphia. No, he was just a kid. Yeah, he was a normal. Hey, I have a. <laughs> yeah, 
He was normal. He was known for commercials, tattoo commercials. I mean, he wasn't an actor, right? Uh, no, no. Uh, I don't really know the story of Rodney Alley Rippy except that that was his 15 minutes. Like Clara Peller 15 minutes. Where's the beef? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Where's the Beef lady from Wendy's commercials in the 80s. Who we saw? Now we go back to the Chicago Gangsters. We saw her. On the grave of Al Capone. What was it? Uh, yeah, this is – I'm not sure what their beef was, but somehow we put him out of business. Now he's receiving the bad well, – the people upstairs are undercutting him. They've got their own carts. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> now, guess what? We're finding out that the money that that they raised to help the city – isn't going to the people. It's going to the banks. And the mayor's trying to explain that they're the bondholders and the Constitution says that they have to get paid first. And everyone's having none of it. They're calling him an asshole. Even Maureen Stapleton will go, yeah, you know, you really are an asshole. Go ahead. Do you want to listen? Go ahead. Okay. Music. And now Maureen's turn. Yeah. <laughs> and Norman. Oh, no. Norman's doing his Mr. Roper look. Right. I know. I half expected them to go. Love boat will return after this. <laughs> so now he's like, we shouldn't have trusted them, and it's like a low moment in the play, in the movie screenplay. Um. So Oprah was on. Before he hit it on uh, different strokes, he was on The Jeffersons as the nephew. He was on Good Times as Penny's friend. Um, Facts of Life. It was, well, he played Arnold on Facts of Life. They did a kind of a tie-in. Right. He was on the show by that time. And it was after, of course. Oh, gosh. Do you remember the show Hello, Larry? McLean uh, Stevenson from MASH. Left Match to do his own series, and he was like a morning DJ, divorced DJ, talk show DJ, talk show, radio show. And I think the Drummonds came by and visited him. Like he's buddies with uh, Mr. Drummond. Uh huh. Now that was what, which MASH star? He was the first, uh, he was before Henry Potter, uh, uh, Henry Morgan. Um, uh, before Sherman T. Potter, it was Henry. Henry, what was his name? It was McLean Stevenson, uh, yeah. the actor. No, Henry, yeah, maybe it was Henry. Wasn't Henry dating Hot Lips Houlihan? God. No, he wasn't. Was. Frank Burns was, but on... Frank Burns. On Mutiny Radio uh, Loop, right, on the, the uh, bumper, right. it's got yeah. that. Henry! Yeah. This major fool of yours, right? It's Henry's his name. Right, right. right. Oh, funny. So uh, also, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna. I was just gonna say that uh, David Hasselhoff showed up as Michael Knight. That uh, oh, uh, Wesley. Uh, no, Dudley. It was Dudley, uh, Arnold's friend. 
they went over on the set of Knight Rider and they got to meet the car- Kit and my and David Hasselhoff. Uh huh. They met Kit. Like he's a real. Yeah. Let's do a selfie, Kit. Uh no, I'm I'm working right now and I'm trying to focus. Okay, so right no. now the um, Lester and Frank are like, screw the world, let's go get rich. We're gonna make our own horses. And then she's like, you two have no integrity. And he goes, no integrity, you lied to the kid. And now she's admitting that they never had any intention to get married and adopt him. Right. So it's like a low moment in which he's been let down by his two parental figures. Huh. Yeah. Back to the lockers for me. He has a lot of parental uh, figures in the at the train station. He's got the guy at the gym. He's yep. got Marine Stapleton. Yes. He's got the pizza dude. Pizza guy. Mark. He even has, uh, yeah. You got the shoe shine manager with his unlit cigar. Yeah, Ar- Archie Bunker. Have you ever kept an unlit cigar in your mouth for more than five minutes? Oh, hang on. i got to read the comics. what's happening here is because his life has made a shit turn he's he can't pick he keeps going no no that's not it and then he picks him and he goes i think so i'm not sure but of course they all take him as his word as gospel he's he's never lost and they're all gonna lose and the world will turn against him well it's yeah poor guy I used to remember when they would list the, the the sports listing, and then they would have like a lone comic strip. Yes. In the there, and you know, as a kid, you re- yeah, it would always be like not funny. Like as a kid, you'd be like, "There's another comic in the paper," and you go to the sports listings, and you'd be like, "Confucius say, what the fuck is this shit?" Or like, yeah. you know. I remember so many times you read the you would read the funnies on Sunday when it actually came on Sunday, not Saturday, and um, right. You would read it, and you, you wouldn't laugh. And then you say, okay, I'll read the next one. This won't be funny. And you'll read it, and it wasn't funny. Funky Winker Bean. I mean, just, you know. Right. Uh, what is that? Sarge? <laughs> Beetle Bailey. Beetle Bailey. Beetle Bailey, I respect. Uh, I like him. Uh, oh, Beetle uh, Bailey can be very funny, but most of the time you'd be reading it, and that wasn't funny, and Dagwood wasn't funny, and Snoopy wasn't funny, and... <laughs> Right. The first one, it was like a holiday on Sunday. It'd be like, oh, I better call my mom. <laughs> the great thing about Rose's Rose on this Mother's Day is that, oh, fuck. Yeah. BC. Sorry, I gotta get back to this movie, but fuck BC. What was up with that? Fuck. It was the Wizard of Id. What? DC? It was the Wizard of Id. <laughs> What's that call? DC Comics? D- fuck DC, what'd you say? Oh, BC. Do you remember, like, oh, the, the daily... Yeah, that wasn't funny. Handicap wasn't funny. I mean, they could be funny, but as a rule... Wait. All right, back to this... Well, Handicap... Go ahead. No, Handicap was, was funny enough to be uh, included on the packaging of Handicap's potato uh, chips. That is a good point. Yeah. Okay, let's back to the movie. Of course they Chicago. 
I don't understand how he's putting the mob out of business. I don't get that little subplot. And it doesn't pay off. Yeah. The mob had like an office farm or something like that. God, so funny. Okay, so it's going to be Hero's lowest point. He's going to even start crying with Maureen Stapleton. So it's called The Dark Knight of the Soul, and he's going he's gonna to have a breakdown. But then he'll be educated, and he'll see a way. So now he's locked out of his trailer. He doesn't have his locker anymore. He's pretty much right now homeless. Right. Now, Edsel, he was a, a railroad, model railroad guy, and he yeah. was a supporter of Amtrak. I don't know what that means. Well, Amtrak is a is a is always needs money, and the government never funds it, even though the government subsidizes it to prevent it from becoming a monopoly. There was one point where trains ruled the world, and one bought out one, and the bigger one bought out ate the smaller one. Until it was basically one company, and the government said, "Oh no, we can't have this." Right. Uh, and I think it was going under anyway. And they said, "Well, we'll subsidize it," and they never do a real good job on it. So I could see him, Arnold, saying, "You know, we need more funds for Amtrak." So he was a supporter, like an advocate for. Yeah, like to make sure that they get financed or whatever. Here we go. Here's the speech. Oh, oh, Archie. Oh, sorry, wrong say the thing. Oh, I can't. Some people are good. And everybody has some goodness in it somewhere. Except for Hitler. Fine, but... <laughs> that dude was all bad. Yeah, totally. Okay, let me think of another example. <laughs> like, if it wasn't for Hitler, we wouldn't have the Volkswagen? Do you already know that? Yes, Carl, here we go again. The people's car. I, I, I'm, aware of your, I'm aware of your Hitler speech. It was a good thing he did, because nobody's all bad. <laughs> uh, I, I can't hear you, Carl. I'm looking for a tunnel. No, Hitler. Shelby Wilson, she's a hilarious comedian lady working here in San Francisco. She's on her way from Awaken. Hang in there and enjoy the free ride. We'll be back after the tune.
taking it to the streets here in the mission. Taking it to the streets by the Sweet Sweeters. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see. What other music can we play? Give me a call, everybody. It's 5415 
Wilson's going to be stopping by, hilarious comedian I performed with last night. I will see you later, Shelby Wilson. She's stopping by the studio around 4.45, 5 o'clock. I'm going to have a chat with a hilarious Let's see, what do we have up next? Have you guys heard of Rubble Bucket? Ugh, my new favorite group. You know, if you see my enemies, tell them I want to eat your pussy.
Wesley, you're listening to Will Brown on the podcast radio show here at Mutiny Radio. We're going to be talking to a hilarious lady, Miss Shelby Wilson. Pam Benjamin is in the studio preparing for an open mic night for those comedians that want to come on down at 6 p.m. Practice your jokes. Get ready for the hot, hot Valentine's Day weekend. She's got snacks and treats like she usually does. You know, I went shopping earlier today. Picked up some uh, Doritos for my funny person, I'll include you. Give me a call at the Muni Radio line here at 415-550-511. It's like, you know, San Francisco, 415. Two fives, two zeros, another five, two ones. I don't know if I can spell it out any simpler. So, all right, while we're waiting for this dance song to break, um... You know, Pam, Shelby, I, Gary, Gabby, all these hilarious comedians were at Asiento Restaurant last night telling our jokes. Some of us did better than others. Uh, And, you know, I got some material here I'm ready to work out on the viewing airwaves or the listening airwaves. I don't know. I'm a new DJ. This is new for me. So anyhow, uh, I was talking about, you know, being... America's favorite Appalachian gay dad comedian, similar to Jack Jeff Foxworthy, similar to Larry the Cable Guy. That joke got very little applause and laughs. I'm ready to strike it from the record. Forget I ever said it. All right. Let's see. Just got an Instagram message from Miss Shelby Wilson. She's coming. She's on her way. She got done with her work meeting. You know, it's Thursday, and I don't know about you all, but I got the day off tomorrow for Lunar New Year. I get the weekend off. I know a lot of people got to work the weekend, and, you know, God bless you. I appreciate you. I appreciate all y'all out there working. Uh, But uh, for me, it's a four-day weekend coming up. That's why I'm extra excited. I'm here with my Voodoo Ranger IPA. It's called Juicy Haze. Uh, Enjoying a cocktail. I hope you can join me soon. Um... We heard that song break. Fast forward that one. Oh, not that one either. Not that one either. Oh, my goodness. Bernard Wright. Bernard. We're going to turn that down. Yes, we are. It's a night. Come and hang. 
shut, y'all. I've been cooped up in my house all day. It feels so good to get out. Last night. your favorite music or at least my favorite music <coughs> that was spinning by bernard wright look him up he is an amazing amazing artist and you know what uh i was getting into it we were having a little technical difficulties with my mic i hope it's working now and you know what else is happening later on okay miss shelby wilson's on her way to the studio at the moment we're going to talk to comedian shelby wilson you can look her up on instagram she's hilarious Later on around 6, oh, what's up? We got a guest in the studio. Maybe he'll hop on a mic. Uh, later on, we're going to be having an open mic down here at Muni Radio on the corner of Alabama. Are we between Florida and Alabama? Uh, at 6 o'clock, 21st. And come on down if you're a hilarious comedian. Or even if you're not funny. You know, you got to start somewhere. So absent-minded, nighttime meeting new anxieties So am I erasing myself, hope I'm not erasing myself House. 
we're here having a good time. It would be nice to give my heart to a God. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, Thursday, February 11, headed into the Lunar New Year tomorrow. Is there going to be a party in Chinatown or what? I need to find out. I need to know. Is there going to be some firecrackers?
continues to be Sylvia Kesso, Slate, the radio, ladies and gentlemen. This is Will Brown. You're listening to funny people, including Will Brown. Uh, a hilarious comedian is on her way to the studio now, Miss Shelby Wilson. In the meantime, let's kick it back to some old school is.
Oh my goodness, that was What a Fool Believes by the Doobie Brothers. I do believe there are some doobies in this area. I believe it's past 420 as well, so, you know, if you got them, smoke them. Shelby Wilson is here, hilarious comedian. Uh, we performed last night at uh, Asiento Restaurant here in the Mission, just a block down from Muni Radio Studios. She's in the building. She's got a big ass, it looks like a beaker full of wine. I mean, at least, oh, I get it. It's a, one of those Bowdoin, like fancy. I was like, are you a scientist? Did I not know? Did I miss something? She's a lady of science. She believes in science, you know, up to a point, right? Yes, your body, your choice, right? Let's not forget that. All right, yeah. Girl, um, relax, take a breath, have your have a sip of your wine out of your big ass beaker. Okay. I mean, pour it's got a spout. I think you'll figure it out. You've been drinking for a while now, I'm gonna guess. All right, let me make sure you're on that mic. Um, Shelby. <laughs> yes, I can hear you on okay. these headphones. We're good. We're yeah, you can put them on. I got a little background music, but I think the people can hear us over that. Um, Shelby, how was how was your uh, work day? Let's just start there. Oh boy, what? I can't <laughs> wait till I get to quit my day job for comedy. <laughs> I think I have about ten to twenty more years, but can't wait. I'm okay, ten to twenty years. That's reasonable. You're young. You're young, <laughs> and you know that's why I want to have you on my podcast. I see your star quality. I just I'm grooming you for later on. You know when you get on to like Howard Stern, when you get on to Jimmy Fallon, you're gonna be ready. You're like. I've been doing interviews oh for years now. Oh, is it the waffy, the coffee in this cup, or am I just really <laughs> blushing right now? Is it allergies or am I flattered? <laughs> you know, Thank I try to butter up my guests before I hit them with the hard questions. I'm so excited. <sighs> hit me. Hit me. Hit me. But thank you so much. You are always so supportive whenever <gasps> I'm on the same show. So I just oh my God. appreciate the heck out of you. I'm so happy to do this with you, too. Oh, my God. It's so fun. I was trying to find the earlier episodes. Where do you post them? <gasps> well, you know, if you have the Mutiny Radio app, which I don't know if you what? have, there's a Mutiny Radio app. It's what? high tech, girl. We're like in the 2020s. Oh, welcome to the Bay Area. Pam oh Benjamin God. knows what's up. She's hooked. She's plugged us all in. Uh-oh. Am I going to expose myself right now? Um, In what way? Is it on the Google Play Store or only on... Oh, you expose yourself as an Android user. I know. I mean, I I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge. You know, everybody's got their thing. Okay, good question. <laughs> you can let me know. I have, you know, I'm an iPhone. I'm a... No. Okay, well, you know, you can look it up online. Yes. I'll send you a link, girl. Okay. I'll send you a link. Also, okay, while we're talking about last night, mm -hmm. Henry... Give me the video, so we're gonna <gasps> do that. We're gonna do the connection, the technology work later. Yes. Oh my gosh! Thank we're you. We're gonna so airdrop much. it. Oh wait, you don't have an iPhone. Stop Sorry. it. <laughs> Can't airdrop it. All right, we're gonna work on your phone choices later. I'll just sketch out each scene and then make a cartoon of it or something. Okay. <laughs> I have to. Can do. be like that aha video. <laughs> Take. Or I'll just record the video on your phone with my phone. Okay. So just video right. I'll play. I'll push play <laughs> and you record. Okay. We just have to get the timing right then. Perfect. I like low tech solutions you sometimes know sometimes they're the most efficient sometimes it's <laughs> the simplest thing <laughs> absolutely <laughs> okay well continuing with the lowball questions i had asked you this before but what's okay what's your favorite snack and it could be anything you shove in your mouth could be a boy <laughs> could be a food 
I know that's a good question. When you when you prompted me that earlier, I had to take a minute. I'm so bad at snacking these days because when I'm hungry, I just make pasta. I just make a bowl mm -hmm. of pasta. I should keep it with me, just a little Tupperware container at all mm -hmm. times. Um, that's really it. Like that's my go-to. I have like ten to fifteen, and I need something quick. Uh huh. Pasta. Just pasta. Yeah. Right on. I know it's a weak snack. It doesn't even like. It's not even. I mean, I don't think snack. that's like a meal. For me, that's like a meal. That's like a relationship <laughs> that you got to get started with the pasta and the food. But okay, well, you know, previously you had said that Doritos were your favorite snack, that's so right. I brought you some, girl. Uh, yes. No, that's You're like. They're just not my common snack. Like Doritos are a treat for me. It's a special treat when I get Doritos. It means I've done something right. You have done something right. Yay. You're entertaining <laughs> and hilarious, and uh, you killed it at Asiento last night. Unlike me. Thank Ugh. you. Oh, stop. I. I don't think I've seen the full run of your last The Alicia Keys bit. <laughs> oh, okay. It's so good. I was <laughs> Thank dying. you. This, oh. Girl, you got options. We got I Cool know. Ranch. <laughs> we got, and then for myself, since we're doing basic, you know, school schoolboy snacks, <laughs> I got myself snacks. some crunchy Cheetos, but you get the Doritos <laughs> options. Thank over there. I'm actually, I cannot get more basic. I don't even like Cool Ranch Doritos. I'm a classic nacho cheese girl. I don't know what it is. That's good, you know. <laughs> it's available in ev virtually every corner store, so you don't have to worry about it. I don't have to go far. No. Thank you so much. It's always close at hand. For you know, buying me dinner. Thank you for coming <laughs> straight from work. I know how it is when I'm rushing around. I rushed over here, you know, right after my jobby job. <laughs> and I was just like, ugh. If I didn't have food, I'm not a happy person. I know that was me. I messaged you. I was very desperate in all caps. I was like, I need a beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got beers too. Woo! If you want to switch off from the wine later. Oh, absolutely. I love to mix. Let me know. <laughs> I know. Mixing drinks, I hear that's, I've gotten that that's a good thing to do. I know. It definitely won't reduce like a headache or anything <laughs> like that. You'll feel great. You'll feel even better. Even better. When do you usually get off your job? <laughs> I'm usually done around 4, like 3.30, oh, 4, you know. Right. So it's like, I'm just on Zoom all damn day. Mm. And to just look at another person in three dimensions is so <laughs> nice it's funny so my office just recently reopened for certain parties because we're about to go back in and work physically and touch things uh -huh. um and we've hired people during quarantine uh -huh. and i saw one of my coworkers for the first time <gasps> in real life today, today. wow and it was fun because like we don't recognize each other and she we're just like she's just from across the office she's like i thought that was your hair but i've never seen <laughs> it from the back before what <laughs> you're like oh okay i was like oh hi <laughs> um <laughs> Nice to meet you too. Interesting lead in. Um, <laughs> but it was it was so strange, right? Like suddenly here is this real person <gasps> when I'm wondering though, like who will be hired in quarantine and then also leave during yeah. quarantine. Like I will never know them as a real human being, only as a zoom vision. Right? I so wait, how long have you been at this jobby job? Two years. Two years, okay. Yeah, almost exactly. I started in January. So clean. I started in January twenty nineteen. Okay. Here we go. Like my anniversary is very easy to remember. Yeah. At this okay. job. So two years, and that's two years I've been in the Bay Area because I came wow. here from New York. Mm -hmm. Okay, from New York, mm -hmm. New York. New York. Okay, but wait, I thought you were OC girl. I sure am. Okay, so it's you're all over the place. Exactly. Where Absolutely. did you start? Where did you start as a young Shelby? Young Shelby started in Mission Viejo, California. Okay. Yep. Once mentioned on the show, the OC, just once in just passing once. with disdain, Mission Viejo, <gasps> California. Okay. We're it's famous. the armpit of the OC. Exactly. Almost. Okay. We're like, that's actually good. Like, what body part is that? We're kind of like. I would know. Like, probably, like, the ring finger, right? Like, the not actually useful in any way, but still present. Like, an important, <laughs> on an important, you know, limb of sorts, but not. We have no function, Mission Viejo. 
Okay. Um, but it's lovely. It's lovely, right? And he can adorn it. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. Suburban. It's just suburban and yeah. quiet. Okay. So started there. Desperately wanted to get out after high school. Mm. Always knew I wanted to work in fashion. So a little hint to my day job. Um, so I moved to New York. That was the in- answer, right? Right. Found a school. Um, wasn't ready to give up the suburban lifestyle. Like, I definitely love the outdoors and space. And that's what brought me back to San Francisco was getting to have that again. Right but on. yeah, I spent... Um, Six years in New York, and it was an amazing, amazing time. I miss it. Actually, funny enough, in quarantine, I've never wanted to go back more since I've moved to the Bay. To New York? Mm-hmm. Okay, worst time to be in New York, I probably. I know. I know. Actually, though, when their restaurants started opening up before ours, I was like, man, I wish I could go back. <laughs> I would have gone through that first wave to get those restaurants. No, the first early. wave was the worst. I know. Not to what make I light hear. of it, it was terrible. I was definitely terrible, especially now too that they're quarantined in snow. Mm. Like, it's actually so much worse, because at least when you leave your apartment, there's, like, fresh air, and it's enjoyable. Now right. they just go out into sludge, Ugh. into icy, cold, awful sludge. The worst. I'm not jealous of that at all. I moved here from Baltimore, like, a long time ago. Oh, yeah? And Baltimore, like, they hit you with that burning hot, humid-ass summer. <laughs> it's nice for a couple months, and then that freezing-ass winter. After a couple, uh, one summer, the summer before I moved to San Francisco, it was 100 degrees, <laughs> and humid, too for a week straight and I was living in a third floor of a th- the third floor of a third of a three-story brick building with no air conditioning oh my God. it was literally 125 degrees <gasps> in my bedroom at night Shelby oh. and I knew I was moving to San Francisco like in two months but I had to go out and buy like a window unit AC I was like this is not you cracked you did I you couldn't you had to get one and whoever moved into my apartment got to keep that free air conditioner. You're welcome. You're very generous. I can't believe Ugh. you did that. I'm actually proud of you for giving in because when I was in New York, same situation. I never really? had AC. Oh, my and God. And every summer, I toughed it out because I was like, <laughs> yeah. okay, like, I'll buy a unit. Mm-hmm. And then also, I'm like, you know what? By the time I research online, get myself a unit I can afford that does the job, yeah. it's going to be – it's going to cool off in, like, two weeks. So I just kept yeah. lying to myself that way. Mm-hmm. Never bought an AC unit in New York. Yeah. Absolutely. I was so miserable. Ugh, so it's miserable. the worst. And you know, but the thing is, I hate the summer when it's really you're near a hot place in the summer. It's 100 degrees outside. Then you go inside and they've got it on 60. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I can't win. It's the worst. I've never been sicker because when the temperature changes <sighs> like that, I go down. I it's go down when the temperature shifts. I know. And, and then now we're in the Bay Area. We're such wusses here. Mm. It's like it's 80 degrees and people are like, oh, my God, this <laughs> heat. And then it's like 45 degrees and it's rainy and we're like, man, this sucks. Snow jacket. Uh, I know, but honestly, I love being spoiled like this. Really it is. I love San Francisco. Because we get seasons. Like, down south, it doesn't really change over in the same way. We don't get as much rain. We still in California. And then up here, you get, like, pseudo-seasons, which is nice. Yeah. Which I'll take it. Yeah. I will. Because, um, yeah, real seasons kind of suck. And I completely understand why people leave them. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I don't like it when it's foggy and windy and cold on 4th of July. <laughs> That's my only complaint in San Francisco, and it's just like you think it's gonna be different, and it really is not. I know. That's what I'm actually. So I live in Oakland now. I'm debating moving to the city, and as much as I love the sunset in the Richmond, it's just like I don't want to be out there because it's always cloudy. Yeah. I can't. I will wither and die. Yeah. I need the sunshine. Mm. That's the beautiful thing about the East Coast. It's crystal clear when over here it's overcast. And it is day. better weather over there. Mm-hmm. You get mm-hmm. a little bit more warmth and a little bit less drizzle. Grizzly-ass rain. <laughs> okay, well, so this, you know, I want 
I wanted to dive into your stand-up material that I heard you. Because okay, when great. I first heard you at Muni Radio here, it was probably a joke workshop mm-hmm. on a Monday. Uh, and you were talking a lot about fashion. So that makes sense now that I know that you work in fashion. Oh, yeah. I mean, I kind of had an idea. <laughs> but, you know, you mo- you're, you really made me believe that, like, fashion matters. Because like, I'm one of those people, like, I don't give a shit. Like, some clothes are, I'm like, that's cool. I like the way that that looks. But I don't really worry about it. And I don't, and I mean, that's, you know, most gays are all up in the fashion, and I don't really <laughs> give a shit. I'm like, it you looks good on well, you. You do very well, don't worry. Thank you. Do you. Did you notice what I'm wearing? Do you recognize it? You're not a, you're a 90s girl, though. Probably. Me, me, me. Members only jacket. Members only jacket. What is this? <gasps> Does any, Inform Pam, we gotta educate <laughs> Shelby, okay. <laughs> should I, should I leave? No, 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 it's okay. <laughs> We're we're educating. You're young. You gotta. Yeah, you don't know all this history of fashion. Okay, so members only was like the early '80s. People would wear members only jacket and parachute pants. You know about parachute yes. pants? Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. Okay. Parachute. So it's kind of like that era. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like not really hip hop. I don't know what it was. Sounds like it. I mean, it was cool. Kangol yeah. Kangol caps. Was it more like aligned with that like '80s? constantly working out aesthetic like everyone just kind of had that like workout i mean it like does pre-athleisure i mean it's got very clean lines okay. you know it's very like clean mm-hmm. simple you know that's when I, th- when I think of 80s i think of like you know neon colors or just like black <laughs> and white and gray you uh-huh. know, i don't know neon I'm not but a fashion minimal. person really but yeah exactly <laughs> but so you really made me realize like fashion matters to people mm-hmm. and you know, I appreciate it. I appreciate a different. That's what you give Thank a fresh you. perspective. Thank you. Yeah. You know what's actually really funny is when I was starting, um, someone told me they were like, you can't dress well as a comedian. <gasps> really? Yeah. Someone Who said told that you to that? Me. Why? Because they won't take you seriously. What was their re- What was yeah, their rationale? Yeah. It's kind of like this thing that it's like you have to. I. I mean, honestly, I didn't quite understand it, and I think that's why I didn't ever take it seriously. Uh-huh. But it was like somebody was like, you can't dress well because i think you know it definitely like gives off an air of like privilege for sure okay and just like kind of this more like preppy less relatable uh-huh. vibe yeah right like i'm detached from the masses i guess because my shoes and shirt coordinate or whatever it is <laughs> no, i mean like, you know you're a cut above <laughs> but it's and anyways i didn't take it seriously because i was just kind of like if anything then it would differentiate me sure you want to stand out in some way and also i just don't want to overthink it right like yeah. at the end of the day just like do i just be you <laughs> right <laughs> like puzzle pieces i'm just like cool this fits together and now i'm gonna walk like leave the house and never think about it ever again mm-hmm. um i know i definitely went through that whole phase though when i was a kid where i was like very fidgety about my clothes because i always wanted to like mm-hmm. have it look right i think i have a yeah joke about that about being presentable in orange county at all times right um but there was a real thing, and I just remember it was obsessive. It was so obsessed with what I was wearing, and now mm-hmm. I just can't do it. It's no. like I'm putting on a top, I'm putting on pants, I'm leaving the house. You're more relaxed now. So much more relaxed, and it's just like, you know, thankfully I work in fashion. I get, you know, just get clothes from the company that Freebies. I work for. Oh, my God. That's what I'm oh – I had – I was dating this guy that worked at a retail, like, Rolo. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm-hmm. It's for the gays mostly. <laughs> the, the upper crust gays. And I got tons of free stuff. He's like, we got samples. And I'm like, anything at minus five? Exactly. Like, no, he's like, loved it. Slide me your size. Yeah. We clean out samples all the time. That's how I get dressed in the morning. Mm. I'm always looking for free stuff. That's like the one thing that'll keep me in the fashion industry for a long time. Is it's just like, it's really nice having that part of my life on autopilot. Yeah. You it's don't have really to go nice. shopping. I ever. I never go shopping. Um, 
that'll be hard to leave. But overall, the pace of it, like I love that I love the movie Devil Wears Prada. Obviously, I know. I was gonna say that's what I envisioned when you said you moved to New York. I was like, <laughs> Devil Wears Prada. Did you have a bitchy boss? That's like, what's what I up? imagined too. Yeah, I did. He was hysterical, but very okay. bitchy. Um, okay, it was <laughs> I bet. Beautiful though. Beautiful. Really? Oh yeah, he mm. was fantastic. He was. It was really funny because I uh, joined and I was entry level assistant, whatever. Um, and I had a manager above me who was a you know straight male guy, but we both got equally flustered by our hot gay boss. It was <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we would both just go beat red as like Ben, just shining to like come around the corner. It was oh my god. It was hysterical seeing how much he put us out of sorts, just pure by like by intimidation. Like the wow. boys, man was just gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous and demanding. We loved it. Ah, uh, you were like, I'll do anything. <laughs> I'll do anything. Ugh, That's it was cool. Good. So when did you start getting into comedy? comedy? October, early October of 2020. So what? Well into quarantine, yeah. I mean, okay. So I guess if you want to talk about starting comedy, I did like theater and improv when I was young. Okay, so okay. that was the background there. Mm-hmm. And then as far as making comedy, yeah, October 2020. Oh my uh, god, you're mm-hmm. so good already. I'm so <laughs> bi- I'm so bitter. Oh stop. So I had Drea on my first podcast episode oh. with Pam mm-hmm. as well, and we were talking about how we got started in comedy. And like, girl, oh. I went to comedy college. I like paid for what? classes Where? as an adult in San Francisco <laughs> oh at like the, the Purple Onion. They have like a comedy school there. What? And I was there. Okay, I started like going to their events and stuff before I signed up for classes. And I got to see Ali Wong fucking <gasps> perform. Stop. I mean, and I I think that she had just. I don't know if she had just graduated. She was just getting started. This was years ago, oh obviously. <laughs> um, and I was just like, I like, com- I listened to comedy, but I didn't think I could ever do it. Yeah. I was like, I'm it took me, girl, 10 years <laughs> before I stood up in front of a microphone. I mean, maybe three years ago. Oh, my God. Um, but that's amazing. You're doing so well. Thank you so much. Um, wow. That is so impressive. So do you remember your experience with Ali Wong? I love her. She's so great. She is, I like. It's it's bad actually, and we, I think we had talked about this before outside the radio station. But it's hard for me now that I'm trying to like come up with my own stories and like my own, mm-hmm. you know, voice, whatever it is. And it's so hard for me now to watch comedy, even like with people like Ali Wong, like who mm-hmm. are like really great. Because I'm just so worried that she's going to like tones like that'll just like influence whatever i'm doing uh-huh. because in the back of my head like an ali wong joke will just like pop in daily <gasps> like yeah. like it just her stuff sticks with me she's just so talented she's like so it's good so good oh yeah. my gosh do you remember your experience with her yeah very well i mean because she was really good even back then yeah she was so funny because it was like a it was like a when you finish the class or whatever then you do a little performance right and then they i don't know if they i mean that's why I'm not sure if she was in the class and she was just like the best in the class. She was the closer. Mm-hmm. She was the funniest. Always, always the funniest. And she had this hilarious joke where she was like, and it was it was billed as like an Asian comedy night. So I'm uh-huh. with this friend of mine that's Korean. Okay. You know, she's you like a s- she's a bi girl and I'm <laughs> a gay guy. And I'm like, girl, they're Asian comedy, and she was in the comedy too. So we went. Cool. And then um, they had all these like mediocre, you know, like they did okay. And then she gets up there and she's just like. She says hello in all these different Asian languages, like Chinese, <laughs> Japanese, Korean. I think she's half, uh, I forget. She has a joke about it. She's half yeah. fancy Asian and half jungle Asian, right? <laughs> so funny. I love that. But so even back then, she was saying, like, she said hello in all the languages. And, sh- and then she's like, um, 
okay, white people, repeat, all the white guys out there, repeat after me. And she had people like repeat, like the hello, how you say hello and all these different Asian languages. Like, okay, white guys, repeat after me. It's not a fetish. <laughs> and I was just like, rude. Rude. That is brilliant. Yeah. That, and that's so, I love something so simple like that. Like there's a movie with him. Um, I think, yeah, it's Orion, the Orion movie. And he mm. just breaks, he has this joke, and it's like the same, more or less the same punchline mm-hmm. repetitively. And yeah. it's like, it's such a good, like, filler. And yes. it's so genius because you just break down yes. every element of something so simple as saying hi in a foreign language. Uh-huh. Like, it, n- an ancient language. And there's plenty of Asian languages. Like, that's already going to take up time. But, right. oh, I love that. And it's memorable. That's the thing. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like I write lots of jokes that are just kind of like long, rambling stories. That's yeah. why I want to do a podcast, by the way, <laughs> like a radio show, because it's like, I'm just more of a conversational, like, person. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. Like, so many, when I started writing jokes, it was all long form. Like, everything, yeah. like, I was all about. I'm still, like, a very detailed person, so I always love, like, accentuating those and throwing as many of those in there and trying mm-hmm. to make them into little jokes themselves. But I have so many long story jokes, and it's like, I can't do that. Like, for me, no. I struggle so hard to be concise. It's yes. like one, two, punchline, right. done. And it's so tough for me. That's, like, my biggest yes. battle right it's now. It's hard for me now, too, because, you know, that's not my natural style. Plus, <laughs> I'm from West Virginia, and I draw and, and gay. And you'd think <laughs> a southern person can draw out their words. Wait till you throw the gay in there. <laughs> so you'll, be it's you'll be here for 30 minutes, folks. Right. <laughs> So it's hard for me to make make it punchy. I'm just more of a lo- I'm more of just a talker. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll ramble around all day, and I hope people are entertained. But whatever. <laughs> That's you know it's hard, especially when you're performing outside and there's buses going by and motorcycles oh, and people yelling out their cars. Cruel. Like, come on. That bus was so cruel to you last uh, night. That was targeted. I'm sure. I mean, it's one. You know, I do have gay DD. It is real, <laughs> and that's happening. And I'm trying to focus on not losing my train of thought and attention to the audience remember remembering my jokes is so hard too that's why i love this i have girl i have notes written down on you oh my god i have questions like i can like refer to this when i get stuck (laughs) you know what i saw you do can i like out you a little bit do it i saw you hold your list in your hat and it was so when i realized what you were doing it was so i like Oh, my God. I was so <laughs> impressed. First off, that's a genius. He had his list, like, in the bill of his hat that he was holding. And it looked yes. like such a, like, casual prop. Thank like, you. I, when I saw it, it was like seeing a magician's, like, unveiling <gasps> a magician's trick. I was like, oh, my whole reality opened up. I was like, this is genius. Girl. He's a master of his element. This is so good. I was so nervous. I, I'm so horrible to f- just forget what the yeah. fuck I want to talk about. And, like, sometimes when the it's on and I'm feeling good and the vibe is right, I'm like, okay, I don't need no notes. Yeah, I've seen you go no notes before. You're great. But if it, especially if I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's just here at Muni Radio where I just feel comfortable, yeah. you know, like, I'll do whatever. I but know. Pam has made a great space here. Like, something about Mutiny just feels so comfortable. Yes. And, I mean, I've come here multiple, like, multiple times now, and that's probably it, too. But there is just so – I love – See, this is why, like, I'm not ready for, like, the real world of comedy once quarantine lifts. It's just, like, I'm so used to kind of the laid back, like, we're all just, like, lucky to be here. I have the time, and Mm -hmm. it's a very welcoming, accepting thing Mm -hmm. with these open mics I've been going to during, you know, a lot of the outdoor mics during COVID. And it's very scared to see what the real world looks like. I know. Imagine walking into a comedy club with, like, 100 people that paid 20 bucks to see you, (laughs) and you're like, hi, everybody. And a wall of other comedians trying to get on the show, too. Yeah. Yeah. Sweating already. I know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I know. 
you know what? Once the comedy clubs open up, so do the bars, yeah. so do the other plate, the coffee shops. There's going to be plenty of mic time for wherever you can fit in, you yeah. know. Squeeze me in. Squeeze yourself in. And you're <laughs> hilarious. You're not going to have any trouble. Well, now, thanks to Henry, I have a video. Yes. Which is huge. I've been meaning to ask someone for a while. And Henry's yeah. just like, can I? And I was like, please yeah, do. Please. Oh, so I'm so excited to see that. I mean, I'm terrified to see it back, right? Like, I'm you probably know. on stage in, like, a Novocaine shape. Like, my posture's terrible or who knows what. Mm. But, yeah, I'm excited to see what that Well, so, like. no. Okay, so the genius person of the night was, what's his name, the tall guy with the curly hair that took Luke the mic. Moore. Luke Moore. took the mic out of the stand, yes. looped up the cord, and starts walking around. And I was like, God damn it, why didn't I think about doing that? I mean, I wanted to, but then I was just like, I'm too nervous. I'm going to drop my script. Oh, like my God. That never even crossed my mind. I was blown no. away when he did that. I was like, that, that was is brilliant. so bold. So good, too, because you can't even, like, see the people at the end. Yeah, I felt all. so bad for the people all the way at the end. Yeah. I wanted to reach them. I was just too nervous. Reach and out. Reach out and touch somebody's hand okay so my superpower with memory is song lyrics i can remember every song lyric and i wish i had i wish i could transfer that to jokes because i have i I have girl i have tons of material Mm. i'm not saying it's all good (laughs) but so editing and choosing is my problem i know some people who Mm. tell the same jokes over and over Mm. and over and over and over again and it's like they just don't want to write new material they don't want to try new material i don't know what it is but that's another reason I wanted to do this show is, like, let's workshop a joke. Do you have any, like, new – and you're a scribbler, Ooh. too. I saw you scribbling down in your notebook. You, like, Jack yeah. Ferguson. I see some people that have – I see you writing right up to the last minute. I was like – you know, for me, I'm just trying to remember the jokes I already wrote. <laughs> That's why I'm, like, copying my notes over again for the third time. Oh, I know. I – yeah, you've caught me. I'm, I'm definitely a scribbler, and it's it's just fun because – I'm a journaler. I journal a lot, and I, mm-hmm. I like being able to, like, I want to remember my life and whatever it is. And yeah. then I started realizing, like, I'm writing down jokes. Mm-hmm. I'm writing down pieces of my life and, like, yeah. people I used to know and relationships I used to have and, like, all these situations I was in. And so it's, like, a weird chronicle of, you know, my life, my experience that I'm putting in joke form because that's usually how I end up telling it anyways. Yeah. But now I'm going to do it, you know, for real laughs. And so when someone brings up a joke or someone says a joke, like, or who knows what, a car passes by, but it's just like I'm, you know, suddenly I get this flash of something that has happened mm-hmm. in my life, and I'm like, I have to write that down right now because yeah. my dumbass brain is going to forget it the moment right. later. So I got to put it down. Even if it's not even funny yet, like, I need to put that down because there's something there there's something that could there. work. Yep. Um, I was on Hulu, though you're talking about workshopping jokes. So you know I have my GameStop joke, right? So right, like, that's so good. Oh, thank you. I'm like, I'm curious, like, the it's going to expire soon. So right. we'll see how it evolves. But I was... Uh, I have Hulu through a relationship, right? Okay. And relationship ended. Hulu account is still valid, so we'll see when the password changes. Right. Um, but it was really funny because I noticed he didn't have ads on his account before. Okay. And so now stop he paying does. for it. All right. Yeah, exactly. So now he has ads on his account, and I was like, what happened, baby? I thought you got that GameStop money. Ah, uh, you're like, loser. I know. Didn't it work out? I'm like, glad I left when I did. <laughs> <laughs> There's a joke there. There's a joke there. <laughs> Oh, I thought of one on the drive over here. Yeah? Yes, for you. Okay, so you're talking for you, girl. (laughs) I was like, okay. I was going over your jokes from last night. And I was like, you're talking about how like your hair is kind of this medium length. Like before you had it short and you you know, people were thinking maybe you're a lesbian or something like that. Mm -hmm. Now it's kind of a Karen length, right? Very Karen. Yeah. Distinguishably Karen. So you went from Pat to Karen. (laughs) Um, Are you growing it out to Becky length? Like what's next? (laughs) 
I love it. I was a real Becky in the summer. I had like platinum blonde hair. My roots were down to my ears. It was okay. terrible. Like it was a real quarantine situation, but like it was hot for a moment there. Yeah. Like I was just like, where is your man? Uh, I'm gonna take him. I'm gonna take him. I take your man, your fiance, your husband. <laughs> you ain't Alice, this ain't Wonderland. And when I say I will, you know I can. So don't mess with me, cause I take your man. <laughs> you ready for me to be embarrassed about my voice? I don't know that song. Um, uh, you shouldn't. You really <laughs> shouldn't know that song. That is Salt and Pepper. Do you know Salt and Pepper? Oh, of course, I know Salt okay. and Pepper. Oh that was God. from their debut album, <laughs> which came out when I was in like middle school or something, and I was like, yeah. Who was your favorite? Who was your favorite? Like. Elementary school, if you have one, and then middle school, high school, college. Madonna, like Madonna, Madonna, <laughs> Madonna. When you're talking about blonde hair with some roots, I mean, who was the originator of that? <laughs> That's true. Is that, Come what you on. See? Is that what you see in me? Was that the affinity? You were just you like, know, those roots. She was just everything. She was so <laughs> everything if you were a little gay boy li growing up in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. She was everything. I had, and you know, my parents were like, ooh, maybe he's not gay. <laughs> he's putting up pictures this of this woman, but. And she did so much for the gays, so much. You know, when I grew up, there were not gay people on TV. There were not. It w there was no internet girl, nothing. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand what's wrong with me. Why do I look at boys' butts? <laughs> and Madonna's dancers snapped it up, and she talked about gay people. You know, her mentor was her ballet teacher when she was, you know, she was a dancer. Mm -hmm. So, of course, her ballet instructor was a big old homo, and then he <laughs> died of AIDS, so that became her cause. Oh she did oh, so nice. much for the gay community. And these little baby gays that are coming out now, they like, they're like, Madonna sucks. Like, nah, we I'm like grateful. Lady Gaga or whatever. I'm like, you don't even understand the history of it. Is like, it I, get I get angry. <laughs> Is it possible to excommunicate them? Like, just, they're not allowed in the community. <sighs> Take their at gay card out. Exactly. I mean, they like no. lose a color in the rainbow. Like, they didn't uh, earn the Madonna badge. We're deleting your, your rainbow. <laughs> you don't get the violet shade. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. I, I try to struggle with not being a bitter old gay. I know it's slowly happening, but whatever. Ugh, I'm bitter against Gen Z. Like, I know I should appreciate, and I'm, like, closer to them than I'm farther away. Yeah. But they scare me. They intimidate me, and I don't know. Uh-huh. I definitely have bitterness. Like, I'll need to work it out. It's definitely on my end only. They have no idea who I am. <laughs> but it's, like, I – that's just something about it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so you consider yourself a millennial, or yes. can you identify as that, or is it just whatever your birth date is, you have to accept your generation? That is, that's actually a good point. I think maybe you can identify as an older, so I'm 94, right, okay. and I'm right on the cusp, mm -hmm. like 95 is I think when you start genuinely counting Gen Z, uh -huh. but, so here's my like extra credit that I earned. Extra I have, credit. I have older siblings that I used to copy, uh -huh. so their interests, 90, 90, 91, I just took those on. So okay. I was like, that's deep millennial shit. So okay. I'm, I associate you so there. Yeah, because you're either younger and you had older sibs. Exactly. Got it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was not an independent youngest child. I was fighting for survival. I was like, right. whatever you guys are doing, I'm going to do it too. Yeah. Stick with, <laughs> stick with the team. <laughs> Don't leave me behind. I'm very small. <laughs> Very small. Right. <laughs> Please take me with I'm you. I'm the youngest too. Yeah. So wait, how many is in your family? Three of you? Three. Three. Okay. I'm the youngest. Oldest brother. Uh-huh. Middle sister. Baby me. Baby you. Mm-hmm. I'm a baby too. It's oh. We got two boys, two girls. So oh, yeah. that's excellent. So where did you fall? Were you like significantly I'm, I'm significantly younger. Oh like God. my sister is 10 years older than me. My brother's eight years older. My other sister's six years older than me. So I was like a little whoopsie. <laughs> Time for dad to get a vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you came with action steps. Yeah. They were like, we closed the door. We slammed the door shut after <laughs> you. 
Um, but so, yeah, so they were all like, you know, and then my parents were kind of older. Like my parents were like a lot of my friends, you know, they had hot young parents in their 20s. My parents were well into their 40s by the time I like knew what was going on. Oh, my God. And, you know, or if not 50. And I was just like, why are my parents the same age as everybody else's grandparents? Like oh what's going God. on? Especially being in West Virginia. You know, we start early there. <laughs> Like, teen pregnancy is just the norm in some places still. <laughs> and uh, it was there, yeah. But, uh, ooh, lost my train of thought. Babies, being the babies. Being the babies. There's definitely, like, absolute benefits to being the baby, too. Yeah. Because you got to watch, you observe yes. the life choices of all your siblings. And now you have, like, this slick cheat code path yes. around your parents' rules. And they yes. usually give up at that point. They're tired. Exactly. My family was so broken by the mm. time I wanted to have any fun anyways. So there were no rules. Like, it was literally just They're like, I had like a driver's license. I was gone. Like, it right. was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but it was, I mean, it's just, it's really funny to compare my experience with my brother and my sisters. Yeah. And it's just like, I think that's really funny because I did actually tell them that I started doing comedy, right? Yeah. And they were so funny. They're like, what do you talk about? <gasps> what? I know. It was so funny. They were just like, what do you talk about? Like, your life has always been so easy. I'm like, you don't even you don't know my struggle. You don't know my struggle when you were gone. Because they were both at college when I was yeah. still in high school. So uh-huh. I was the only one in the house with my mom. Yes, that was the worst. I hated that. It was bad. It was. I liked it when they, my parents had somebody else to focus on. Exactly. And when it was just the three of us, I was like, I have to deal with you guys, just me. <laughs> I could. It was easy to create a diversion with other people around. Exactly. You'd be like, well, look at what Ronnie's doing. I'm not as bad as him. And then you slip out the window. Yes, yeah. exactly. Go look at Ronnie. Out. Right. But not when it's just, ugh, it was bad. I know the struggle of the youngest. It's the struggle, but it's like it's that thing where it's like adversity makes you stronger. Uh huh. And so I'm I, like I'm so confident. Like youngest siblings are like the most adept, yeah. most intelligent. I agree. Usually the best genes come uh-huh. around and around. Like blo- yeah. yeah what is up with that? I think so too. We're the best looking. It's <laughs> it's great. Um, and then also like you just get to learn from their mistakes. You're like I'm not doing that. Oh yeah. I'm not dropping out of college to get married in 19. That was a bit. I mean, my sister will tell you herself that was a mistake. But, I mean, you know, sorry, Debbie, if you're listening. <laughs> I do send her the link to this thing. Okay, have you shared, have you sent your uh, family, like, nope. no, not yet? Nope. I have, like, I, my family is, like, weirdly conservative. They're going to love this when they do listen to it. Mm-hmm. They're really conservative. So it's, like, we were raised Catholic and definitely were talk about sex we did not talk about right. dating like my siblings did not date when yeah. they were in high school wow. and i was like you know the social butterfly when it came around like i was like my brother yeah. sister very smart people you know except when they're fucking idiots it's <laughs> right. like it's they were really focused on that aspect of themselves right yeah and they were very quiet and so i came around and i was like there's no reason to be quiet and study and not also have a good you can do both. I'm always of the detrimental personality that's like, I want to do it all until I run myself into the ground. Yeah. So that's what I did. So I <laughs> did all the social <laughs> shit. I was drinking. I was dating in high school. I was doing all that stuff. And they they couldn't relate. So I can't even imagine. Like, they would listen to my comedy, and they're going to be like, that wasn't you. And I'm like, you weren't around. You, you don't, don't even know. I'm like, you didn't even – yeah, you don't even know. You didn't ask yeah. questions. You didn't check in on me in high school. So this is what I was doing. Right. Um. So they would uh, – yeah, they would be confused, angered. Yeah disillusioned they would go through all, all the stages all yeah. of the stages so we're gonna wait on that one okay not really gonna just like offer that up to them on a silver yeah. platter you um, should do a family set you should just one time here when it's <laughs> on the <laughs> mi- r- the muni radio mic it's gonna be nice sound quality it's true 
and then you're just gonna be like, this is my family. This is the one. This is the right one now. MP3 I'm gonna send them, <laughs> and just pick and choose your jokes. Oh, that is tough. That would actually be tough, even just to edit like which ones I would want them to hear. Yeah. Like that would be fun. Mm. That would be really fun. Okay, I wrote down another one of your jokes. Ooh. You mentioned you hate yoga classes, but oh. do, but do you like doing yoga aside for like if you're doing it at home? Like, cause I love yoga, girl. I Yoga changed my life. Really? Don't get me. I'm a hippie, like I'm a <laughs> new agey type dude. So I love some yoga. And when you said that, I was kind of like, oh, Chelsea, you don't like yoga. <laughs> I mean, Chelsea, I, oh my God, Shelby, I'm sorry. No, I'm it's funny because it's like a standard like white girl name. Like, yeah, I, 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 I like, I've almost had soccer teams that were like majority Chelsea. Yeah, majority Chelsea, majority oh Jessica. Like, well, then there's also that Jennifer. comedian Chelsea lately. Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Handler. Love uh, her. Are you there, God? It's me. Are you there, Vodka? It's me. <laughs> so funny. She is phenomenal. She's she's like that right amount of edgy mm-hmm. that like she'll make you like spit up your drink. She'll make you like cough she a shocks bit. You. She shocks you in a really good way while still kind of like maintaining this facade of like, hey, like I'm just a white woman. Right. A blonde, hot she, white woman. She talks about it. Mm-hmm. She talks about being white. I was trying to get into that last night. Not very successfully. <laughs> about being a white person these <laughs> days in my culture. And I'm like, there's different flavors of white, you know? We're not all the same. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard these days with, you know, it's, I, so, you know, I mean, I date Lil Henry. Yes. I'm so down with Lil Brown. Henry. And uh, being being <laughs> Will Brown, I have to be down with Brown. <laughs> but I, and I want to be down with Brown. And at the same time, I'm hella white. You're hella white. Of course. Um, so it's like, I just want to show my support, but also I want to show people like not all white people are the same, just like Mm -hmm. not all anybody else is the same. Everybody's different. We're all unique individuals, but wanting to acknowledge it without being like a dick about it. I don't know. And being from West Virginia, it's like, I know that there's racism cooked into my blood. Like (laughs) you can't just not cop to it at some point. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you know, I try to get rid of it, but it's like, (laughs) it's there. Well, I think that's the beautiful thing about comedy because Mm -hmm. it takes all of those know stereotypes and you know however real they are and makes them disarming and digestible for people right right like i can joke about being a karen and Mm -hmm. you know verbally assaulting somebody on the fedex customer service hotline (laughs) which i've done and i'm not proud of it's happened working to change but it's kind of like it is i think that there's something really valid to acknowledging the obvious like acknowledging stereotypes and acknowledging Mm -hmm. people's first impressions of you and then twisting it in a way that they wouldn't expect or that make them think about that stereotype a little bit different because you're right like everybody is unique across whatever race color and it's like how you tell your story and that's the benefit of like having the mic right like you get to tell your story your perspective yes i love that and that's kind of like what you know yes like i am a white (laughs) i'm a white girl yeah blonde girl from orange county right but you know i am trying to still figure out exactly like what is what is different about my experience and my voice Yes. Um, because it is fun, and I like to have noticed this too. And like a lot of my comedy is like about dating or being a white girl, and that's yes. not where I want to stay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's a good platform because it's the first thing you see about me. So it's yeah. like the first thing that people think. Let's talk about that right off right. the bat. Yes. But I know I'll get more time, and I'm gonna get into some other subjects and get kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to that. But at the moment, it's just kind of like, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Right. Here <laughs> I am. A, I'm a blonde white girl, well dressed in front of you today. <laughs> I bet you're wondering who I'm sleeping with. I will tell you. <laughs> well, let's talk about it. I know you told this joke about dating during COVID. And so a lot of your jokes are very topical, which is great. Mm-hmm. 
and it makes you keep it fresh. You can't keep telling the same jokes over and over again. The Star Weekly of comedy. Jokes. Yes, <laughs> it's like what's the new, what's the new tea, what's the new taste. Um, so it's it's good. I like topical jokes, but you're right. It's like they have a shelf life. Yeah. You know, you can only tell them for so long, and then you got to come. Up. Are, do you are you constantly generating new material? It sounds like you're kind of like me. Like I'm always writing new yeah. stuff, but then like trying it out on an audience, especially when you're like these people paid to be sitting here. Like mm -hmm. I want to deliver but at the same time it's like you know i want to try out new jokes too exactly you know it's funny because i burned through one notebook of jokes already of uh -huh. material that i'd written and there were sets you know there was it was like a rehearsal space and so i was just like drafting jokes yeah and i burned through that so i got a new notebook and i was like you know the ocd in me was like let's organize this let's do it by subject okay by stuff. that failed and what i no. realized i needed to do was i kind of needed just like a best hits okay notebook of stuff that is work that in works. set stuff yeah. that works yeah and keep that in a like a like a little library archive situation so it's like if i ever need to like construct a set like if i ever get paid one day have to go on a show and just right. get the crowd just and not it. exactly go to that book yeah or whatever it is and i don't want to like make it formulaic because that's you know probably juvenile too for people because it takes so long and just to mm -hmm. like react to the crowd and have it just been stored in their brain that's where I'm at right now is like understanding like I've tried a ton of stuff and I've, I'm actually really happy with like every week or so that I've gone up through yeah. COVID. I've tried new things. I've yeah. always tried new material. I haven't gone yeah. too. I mean, I took a little break off of social media nicely. That was impressive. But it's like <laughs> I have always tried new material and new sets yeah. for like the week that I go to a couple different open mics. So I try and keep it tight. Mm -hmm. And it's now I'm at this point that it's like, all right, I need to go back through what I've done mm -hmm. and archive what works and pull that into like really tight sets yeah so that's kind of where my head and effort is going to be at i think for the next couple weeks yeah i don't know about you like i definitely i had this huge momentum too with writing and honestly in the last couple of weeks it hasn't been there yeah like i've really just been working off old ideas and refining them but it's like for whatever reason like my experience my outlook maybe it's the rain who knows but it's yeah just it ebbs and flows sometimes you get yeah. feel creative and other days you're just like ugh. yeah yeah. I can't form like a solid thought or a joke. Yeah. Like it's, it's weird. And I used to do this when I was hiking. I hike a lot. But it was funny because I would just like internal monologue yeah. in a comedic set, mm -hmm. like in a set off the way that I used to watch people do on TV or like on the, you know, through podcasts, listening to comedians. And that was how I would talk to myself, like as I was. Yeah. And I, you're I trying I to tell yourself jokes or you're trying to see something and be like, how can I make that into a joke? No. Or, or what is it? Like it's almost like an internal rehearsal of mm -hmm. this daydream that I would do comedy one day okay. and like how would I explain myself and my life and my experience to an audience and like project it in a funny way okay it was anyways I started writing that down but I haven't been able to do that in so long like I haven't yeah. it's strange I think the stress too of really analyzing the material I have uh -huh. is kind of psyching me out versus just like here's my whole life yeah let's turn it into a joke suddenly uh -huh. it's like here's this thing that I thought was funny, how do I force it sometimes to into be funny? a set? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you, yeah, I know sometimes I think of something that's really funny, but it's like, where do I put it? Yeah, it was like last night I had some, like, I was generating a lot of new ideas, yes, like yesterday before. Like, Pam texted me, like, do you want to do Asiano? I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. And I'm like, shit, I want to write some new stuff. And then mm -hmm. I started writing a bunch of new stuff in like a 24 hour period, and then I was like, like oh I God. need, you know, they have like ad blockers or whatever. <laughs> I need thirst trap blocker on my Instagram because I mean, some days I'm like, yeah, I'll scroll through it. Some days I'm like, now is not the time to get thirst trapped. I'm on Instagram specifically to message people about comedy and promote Pam shows and Drea's shows, and I can't get distracted right now. 
So I need a thirst trap blocker app. Uh, <laughs> if anybody has developed one, we are in the Bay Area. You never know who's listening. <laughs> um, but you also, okay, just getting back to the topical stuff. Okay. You mentioned, you know, dating during COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Where do you, when, how long do you wear a mask on the first <laughs> date? Like, what do you do? Like, these are rules. Like, nobody is... I think comedians are really on the front lines of educating people. You're the one that even <laughs> – I get my news through comedy. I appreciate you. And, like, Matthew Quirk does lots of news Matthew jokes. Quirk. He's so good. I he is – I need to get him on here. I need to get a male on this podcast. Is it Alban female? Alban female. You know, I'm just a gay. I just relate to women better. Exactly. <laughs> I'm nervous. Oh, and, and then also – okay, so bookmark that. And then also – what other Bay Area comedians do you think should be on the show? I'm Ooh. I need to reach out. I need to start reaching out to people. I, f- I feel like my circle is so small right now because I've just been in this like outdoor community. Yeah. There's so many names. Like I just recently joined, you know, the comedy network. Bay Area comedians. La 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 la. Um, and there's so many people I don't recognize. Like the fact that that group is yeah. 10,000 people. You're like who? Like the deep sea. Like I look at that, I'm like, wow, that That's will consume me. Um. So, yeah, my circle, like, the people I know in the community is really tight. You already did Drea. That would be the person I'd want to bring up. You mm. already did Pam. Yep. So who was on your second show then? It was Jen um, Perez. Oh, Jen. Did you know her? Yes. I She's saw so her fun. at Jack London <gasps> for the she first did, time. She did go mm-hmm. last week. Did, was she debating, debating it on the show? Yeah. She was like, oh, I haven't been out a lot lately, you know, and I'm like, go. You should go. And I didn't get like Pam was here and Pam's like, bye. Finish up your podcast. I'm seeing you. I'll see you later. I'm going to Oakland. And I was like, I want to go, but I'm just so tired. Like, I don't know if that's happening tonight with the rain. It's probably not a good idea. I know. It's pouring out in Oakland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you're listening, there is an open mic here at Muni Radio at 6 p.m., we're talking, uh, let's just reannounce ourselves. This is uh, funny people, including Will Brown. I am Will Brown, and currently including me in her life is Mrs. Shelby Wilson. Thank you for being here, Shelby. Of course. Thank you for accepting my late ask, because honestly, no if worries. somebody told me they were going to be an hour late, I'm just like, reschedule. Reschedule. My no, I was worth, it's, you're worth waiting for. Thank you. I knew you would be. <laughs> um, and plus, it's a two-hour show. So, and I mean, you know, like, I just love playing music. I love I singing along with the song at choice parts. I, I like, almost, like, mm. I felt bad about coming late, but at the same time, I was like, I could have waited 15 more minutes because he's playing some shittier tunes. I love my music I choices. <laughs> I, I could be a DJ. There yes. was a show back in the, eight, I don't know, seventy late 70s, early 80s called WKRP in Cincinnati. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No. But it was so good. It was, like, about this small-ass radio station in Cincinnati and it was just like the characters were so funny. You know, there were the DJs. There was like the sales guy that had to like sell the ads. There was like the secretary was like hot, Lonnie Anderson. <laughs> like, it was so good. And like, I've always thought being on a radio, because you don't have to worry about the way you look. You I don't know. have to worry about all the shit that people on TV and movies have to worry about. You can just be a voice. Oh, I have to dream. I hope yeah. this is so fun. And you know what? When one of the first mics. Maybe not one of the first, but there was a mic that I did at Sam's, and I remember she was saying, she's like, this is broadcast, like, this is Mutiny Radio, and I yeah. remember thinking, I was like, I am on the radio. Live. I am live. Yeah. And it was so intimidating at first. Yeah. And now it feels, like, so comforting, because it's so cool, too, because you have no idea how many people are listening. No idea. Which is, uh, uh, like, awesome. Some truck Truly driver awesome is driving down Mission <laughs> Street right now, like, who are these people? Why should I care about this? I don't know, but she What's sounds fun. What's that chewing, fun. crunchy sound I hear in the background? Right. It's Doritos. And Thank Cheetos. <laughs> and Cheetos. 
Cheetos. Yeah. That's <laughs> fun. You never know who you're influencing. I know. It's amazing. But, like, now at this point, it's so cool, especially, too. Yeah. Like, to have that opportunity feels so natural. Just being in New York. Yeah. Okay, and so you just started comedy during COVID. Yeah. So, girl, <laughs> I was doing um, comedy shows and stuff. Like, so, I mean, I'm a big gay. So, it's like I was going for the gay audience, which I w – okay, so my next step is to – I really want to or start organizing, like, a weekly or at least a monthly something mm -hmm. comedy night. They used to have them in the Castro at Harvey's. Okay. I don't know how familiar with the Castro you are. Not enough. Not enough. Unfortunately. All right. Let me school Show you for a minute. Yes, just a quick minute. So, <laughs> you know, do you know Harvey Milk? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. So there's this place called Harvey's, mm -hmm. uh, at like 18th and Castro, right on the corner there. The main corner in the Castro. And they used to have like, it was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I forget. You know, it was like midweek. Um, just a way to like get people into the bar. I mean, it's a bar uh, restaurant. Yeah. And it was so fun. But you know what? And I, and so I that was before I would ev was ever in front of a mic, but I loved comedy, and I would just go mm -hmm. as a patron, right? Yeah. I would get some drinks. We, I would bring friends. I'd be like, oh, my God, they're doing comedy at the, in the Castro. Let's go. So I was going to stuff like that a lot. And then that's when I was kind of like, you know what? They have this whole mic. Like, the host was a big old faggot. But after him, <laughs> it was <laughs> – and he was really funny. He was, like, the funniest – but then it, it just ended up being straight people yeah. on the mic, and I was just like, what? And I then – um, I mean, that's kind of exotic if you're in the Castro. Like, maybe it's an exhibition where it's like, listen to these straight people and their problems. I know, and I was just like, <laughs> I don't care about these people. I came to the Castro <laughs> to be gay. I want to listen to gay people. And that's when I was like, gosh darn it, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. I'm oh going to learn yeah. – I'm going to comedy college. I'm going to learn <laughs> this stuff. <laughs> And so, you know, I was just like, that's that what mo that's what motivated me was just like, I want to be represented up on the stage in the Castro. Yeah. We're at fucking Castro on 18th. Oh, I, I love that. I want to hear you. I feel like you ha could have so many good jokes about comedy college. Yeah, you're right. Like fumbling I, I haven't through even comedy thought about college. It. You have to go into that. that Girl, is we had workbooks. That's <laughs> what it was. And that's like, like actual published printed yes. workbooks. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> like it was hilarious. It was really, I mean, that's what I needed. I mean, yeah. I just came from school. I was a fucking nerd, you yeah. know, like I, I was like, I need, that's how I learn. I, you know, like, give me a workbook. I fill, I'll fill it. I'll fill in the blanks. That is, I love that though. Like the discipline around it. Like it's, I'm embarrassed, frankly, when people ask me like, what are comedians that you like follow and like, and uh -huh. you know, whatever it is, because you know, I feel like there's definitely an appreciation for you know the underground comedy scene all these up-and-coming comics and if you really yeah. know the scene you know these people and yeah. i get embarrassed left and right because i just don't yeah. like i don't go deep but you know what i love you don't like need to. i love the element like i just love performing and yeah. like i love making people laugh like that is you know i do that in and out whenever i can yeah that's just who i am just day to day just day to day and it's like it is I appreciate that side of it so much and that's something that like I want to take on like as I continue through comedy because mm -hmm. I don't want to be like just dumbstruck oblivious of like being it's in the same club as somebody who's important you know but like like Pam and Drea both said the same thing that you're saying mm -hmm. that you don't they don't listen to co other comedians because they don't want to accidentally steal somebody's joke or yeah. you know be influenced they want to be their own voice which I totally get it mm -hmm. I don't feel like I have that problem because I do have that photographic memory for things that I listen to okay What's up, Sam? Sam's giving us fish lips, like pressed up against the window. Sam, do you want to refill my wine while you're out there? Oh, okay, put him to work. Oh, That's now he's exactly. showing us how wide he can open. Oh my That's god. That's for you. That's not for me. Sam, for real though. 
He's got a big ass backpack on too. Oh, Chelsea. Okay, well, okay. I got a grab bag over here of drinks and snacks. Do you? For you, Chelsea. I mean, God, I keep saying Chelsea. God damn it, Shelby. He's going to take the Cool Ranch Doritos, though. He better. All right. Here's my Whole Foods bag oh. of goodies. Grab, Whole Foods? Grab, fish around in there and I get you a beverage. Ah, that's a shook beer now. It hit the ground. I'll take that one. Actually, it's a La Croix, so you probably oh, don't want so that. No. You got a shook La Croix now. I'm still working on my second oh, beer. You're what are you doing? <laughs> oh my God. It's mayhem here in the studio. Sam, what are you doing? Why do you have your backpack on? What's going on? Why don't you hop on the mic for a sec? Say hello to the people. <laughs> Funny man. All right, that was and that was, and the screeching that? sounds you've heard. We got a pterodactyl in the studio. Oh, do we have a mic? We have a special guest. You might. I don't know if you have to share. The mic one is out, so we're down to just like two and four here. Okay. The only mics working. So hop on Chelsea's mic. I mean, no, God no, damn no. it, Shelby's mic. What's wrong with that? that one doesn't work either. Only two mics. Share, share, share in the like. Share As the like. youngest child, it doesn't work. You're not listening, Sam. You're not listening. What are you saying, hello? I'm saying it doesn't work. Can't hear you. Hello? Check, 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 check. It's not working. Testing, oh, testing. Oh, now he's working. <laughs> You're magic. Sam is magic. I love how younger sibling mentality is like, we'll make this work. You have to. I'm, an, I'm the oldest sibling. You're yeah, the oldest. You guys can go fuck yourselves. Yeah, you really give off that energy. When yeah. you stole all my Doritos, asshole. Uh -huh. Big older sibling energy. And, okay, tell us what it's like to be the oldest. It fucking rocks. Oh, yeah? Why? I used to beat the shit out of my siblings. I bet you did. And they couldn't even fight me back for the most part. Do you owe them money Bully. at this point? All of them, of yep, course. Yeah. Of course. Uh -huh. I owe them Bitcoin, too. <laughs> that's Which getting more and more expensive. Yeah, you're well, I keep owing them more and more money. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a hole you need to get out of ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> I would help you, but as a youngest child, I stand with them. What does right. ASAP stand for again? As soon as possible. As soon as pronto? As soon as pronto. Ooh. Shelby, so I heard—or excuse me, Chelsea—I heard you believe in. Stop. I heard you believe in science. I do. I am a woman of the sciences. Can I just ask the room one one thing? Is there anyone who believes that who doesn't believe that science exists? In the Bay Is there area? anyone who's like, <laughs> I don't think that science is even a thing? I have an answer to that question. I think science—you know—they th come up with theories that they keep revising. And they act like they come out with these studies and they act like it's fact and it's proven and they are frequently wrong mm -hmm. and they keep having to re and I'm like, you know, some things. Yeah, obviously yeah. we can prove some things. Other things. I'm not so sure. Well, I but feel like, like they no, used to say go. that like brain cells never regenerate. And like DNA is like it's locked in at birth. That's something and your dad tells all you. These so you just stop different. smoking pot, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like you're gonna affect you your DNA. <laughs> yeah. So I believe in science to a point, but it's got its limits. But I always, I'm it's there. It's not not there. It's like even if they're wrong, it's yeah. still bad. Wrong science, but it's still science. People are like, no, science is not real. It's not. It's yeah, never no. existed. I am from West Virginia, but I do believe in a lot most of science. 
that's like way too far reaching. Like, see, my thing is like history is a big portion of it too. Like, we wouldn't believe it if it wasn't like 10, 20, mm-hmm. 30 years old has been proven over that amount of time. So it's not just yeah. like science is an absolute thing. It's like it's a story, almost yes. right, and it's a it's proof. It's a way to like explain something. Like I love the word something. proof with science because you do like you have to prove it. But everything they're doing is like iterations of proofs to this point. So like, of course, like science is a journey. But we only like yeah. truly believe in the things that are established, like from a long time ago, that they've constantly been able to prove. I, lo- mm-hmm. I love proofs. Proofs. Like geometry. Or like getting fucked up. Proofs. <laughs> <laughs> Explain to me proofs in yeah. the social setting. One hundred proof. Oh, like vodka is oh whatever. Oh my god, proof. we are babies. Oh we don't damn. know anything. We're street dumb. I got some rum the other day that is sixty-nine uh, percent alcohol. You got some rum? Some 69% alcohol rum. Okay. <laughs> that I want to share with you guys. Okay. Um, wow. on, a, on a special occasion. Not this. This isn't special. That's uh, true. You just okay. dropped in. Yeah. It, was, it was feeling special. And then. Mm. Now, it's it, now it's not special. <laughs> <laughs> it's now especially it's a party. special. Now it is a party. It's actually, I have to say, it's a very fun podcast for three people. Yes. Three's, mm-hmm. You need three people, I think. I have I am fine with that. The way that you were doing it though when you had questions about Shelby though, like that that's good form for two people when you're diving right. into someone's like character and person. Yeah. But if you're just shooting the shit, I really think you need three people. Sam, oh yeah. media critique and personality. Oh, okay. I you know I love <laughs> fucking feedback. That's what I I love joke workshop on Mondays cuz yes. I want people to respond. I don't want it to be a one-way yeah. sh- conversation. Like I want to tell my jokes and then have people prove that they've paid attention to my jokes well, that's, that's a good thing too <laughs> i know that's the worst thing you leave a set and you like you're wondering what people are thinking of you or like yeah. what hit, or you just like you know i'm kind of like half tipsy most of the time i go up anyways i'm like was that just drunk right. shelby feeling overconfident or was that <laughs> real it's like tell me if it worked or not did please. it work yeah I had one fan come up to me last night. I don't know if y'all saw the woman in the like leopard coat. <gasps> yes, in the she crop was top? great. Oh, yes, I bad. loved her. Sissy, sissy, if you're listening, call me, follow me on Instagram. She was fun to talk to though, and she remembered my jokes. She quoted <gasps> my jokes back to me. I was like, okay, I thought I bombed and I sucked, but at least I have one fan out of this. That's great. I have found that the leopard apparel in San Francisco is like a universal sign of coolness. I like think if so. If you have leopard print, yeah, not fucking cheetah or lion. You guys can go fuck yourselves. Uh-huh. Leopard specifically Leopard's is good. the cool apparel. Those people go to, you know, the hot clubs. They they do the mollies. They're and they hot. You know, have sex with each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Big sexy parties with each other. What it's about ocelot? I like Oso- an ocelot too. Like personally, yeah, I don't that's know. Pretty rogue. You I can't love afford it. to hang with the ocelot crowd. No, like they're not just casually on the street. Unfortunately, that's high rank. A or, l- or a lynx, lynx. A lynx. with those like beards things that they have that look <laughs> like chin, you know how like some animals' wig. pubes go longer than their dicks and they like kind of like pyramid Ooh. down. I don't want. Do that you know what animal. I'm talking about? I don't want that animal. <laughs> what I don't know what animal like are you talking about? Penis. Like a buffalo? <laughs> yeah, like a buffalo. Like the hair is kind of like I think it's the pee that makes it like kind of stream. Into Pam a had a joke line. about this last Pam week. Pam has a joke about this. She said pubic joke about this? Pubic hair yeah. is to direct the pee into the toilet. That's its purpose. And I said it, I think it's more for scent reasons. What? Scent. It holds on to the scents. Go the deeper on that. It's what? S four. What? What oh. are we doing? Heck, yes. This is going to go from a party of three to a party gotcha. of oh. four. Gotcha, Pam. I'm on S4. Oh, my God. Pam is here. <laughs> Did you, do you got the level up high enough? 
Yeah. Uh, okay. Wait, this is awesome because three felt more like my family than uh, two, and now we have four. This four, is the whole gang. Four, two boys, two girls. It's just like my four family. Four is too much. Four <laughs> is entirely too much. I'm I'm so glad that Sam is mansplaining the the logistics of radio. It's okay. It's okay. I'll, I'll just <laughs> I'll cut Shelby I'll cut Shelby off and no, then we'll be good. No, it's it's fine. Yeah, just cut out the other woman. Uh, don't worry. It's the I, the the joke is about like what is the purpose of pubic hair. And it's to focus the pee into the toilet because when you shave it all off, it just la la la. It goes everywhere. It's just all over the place. It splatters. So it literally like focuses the pee into the toilet. That's what the pubic hair does. I think there's a song there. Focus your pee. Are you saying that pubic hair evolved to point pee into <laughs> toilets? I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying for my specific purposes. <laughs> I find so it that you, necessary. so that you're not running around in the forest <laughs> as a wild woman with pee all over your legs. Exactly. Right? It just goes willy nilly like everywhere. Those women with pubic hair, their legs are it not covered right in urine, and I want to have sex with them, and then they reproduced <laughs> more. It does and Evolution it happened. Did anyone else think it was weird that James had a water fountain on his toilet last night? <laughs> was this the after party a what? I, that I missed? There's yes, a bidet. It was. Oh okay. God, I went to that. That's right. It's a bidet. <laughs> yeah. I forgot where I parked my car. I was more excited. Oh, oh. that's not good. 